This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to the drive. I'm Dale Lolly here with Matt Williamson and uh, Matt. Uh, as we as we start the show here, I, I did want to send out our uh, um, just best intentions for uh, our our colleague Tunchiokin. Absolutely. Uh, with this battle with ALS, um, terrible disease. I know if if anybody can can fight this and 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 stay tough throughout this whole thing, it, it's Tunch. Yeah, I mean our thoughts and prayers are with him for sure. It was. Uh terrible news to hear again if anybody can overcome it and he's gonna have an awful lot of support from friends and family and Steeler Nation and the team and, and you know everybody um great guy <laughs> without yeah. question I mean I've never had known anybody who said a bad word about Tunch right other than maybe some guys that played him on the football field. <laughs> maybe <laughs> they may not have liked him as much 85 yeah. <laughs> but uh <laughs> certainly uh so we we, we hope uh Everything uh, continues to go okay for for Tunch, and he's able to continue being Tunch. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, but it's a beautiful day here in Pittsburgh. It is. And we had a <laughs> COVID a f- things to talk about too. Woohoo! That's great. It's a Friday. Yeah. Uh, first things first. There was actually yeah. some breaking news on this. Oh, really? Um, the NFL Referees Association complained last week or two weeks ago now about Ravens head coach John Harbaugh yelling at officials. Uh, you brought uh, this up, up in their a while face. Ago, yeah. Yeah. From a short distance. And the league has now let teams know that uh, Vice President uh, of Officiating Perry Fuel sent out a memo to teams on uh, today uh, saying that maskless coaches, uh, if an individual not wearing a face covering approaches an official inappropriately, they now have the authority to take administrative or officiating action. Good. Which would include, as I've suggested, a 15-yard penalty for unsportsmanlike conduct. It's, again, that's no different than... Dropping an F bomb on him. Yeah, I mean, it might be really. worse. Yeah, I'd much rather somebody called me bad names than spit COVID in my face. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? So, yeah, it deserves a penalty. Everyone knows the rules. You know. Yeah. I guess you have to make. And it you've seen it time and again where the coach is wearing the mask and then he pulls it down to scream at the officials. <laughs> well, in this <laughs> like, situation with, with with Harbaugh, and we've seen it a couple of other times since. The coaches are walking over to the – like if you're yelling at an official 20 yards across mm-hmm. the field and you're trying to, you know, right. okay. you know. Remember, there's no crowd noise either. These right. guys can hear you a lot they better can hear. than they used to. Anyway, right. right. Uh, and but people can hear you through a mask too. They can absolutely do that. You do right. not need to pull your mask down to yell at somebody. Right. And everyone always does it. And you see like, oh, let's get close and talk about the game plan. I'll pull my mask down so you can hear me. Like, well, that's kind of when you need it. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's when you should have the mask on. Right. Like when right. you're right up in somebody's face. But and that's a good rule. The idea football. is to not get up in the official's face. Like, right. Right. And probably shouldn't do that anyways. It's easy for us to sit here and we're not, it's not third and eight and your team just got a bad call and you're losing your mind. I mean. But keep the mask on, and you should certainly be penalized from a football perspective if you don't. Yeah, it's unsportsmanlike conduct. It, it as is. I it's said. like the definition. Absolutely. Of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Absolutely. That is very unsportsmanlike thing to do. Um, the uh, Steelers uh, practicing today for the final time. Uh, T.J. Watt uh, telling us today that he did in fact practice and is ready That's to good. go uh, for the Eagles. However, Alshon Jeffrey dealing with an illness. He is out this week, but they said it's not COVID. 
Okay. Okay. So that's a good good thing, but um, I, oh yeah, right. But I, um, I don't think he was trending to play anyway. I don't think he was either. I think right. they just decided to uh, to d- you Shut know, it down and yeah, maybe next week. I uh, haven't gotten their full injury report as of this time, but uh, if you're looking at this, um, you know they, they got some guys here like Herbig, uh, Marcus Epps was a full full participant yesterday, mm-hmm. as was uh, Fletcher Cox after sitting out. Uh, um, Lane Johnson was still limited yesterday. I think that's he just going to very limited. Yeah, that's going to be a, a season long thing. Jason Kelsey was back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Avante Maddox still not practicing. Deshaun uh, Jackson's kind of the noteworthy one. Yeah, um, he was a limited participant both days. I don't think they rush him back. I don't know they rush him back, but they're desperate times too, and they need his speed. Well, they're going to get J.C. Arcega Whiteside back. He's not good though. No, and, and, and he's the he's the Alshon. He's the Plotter, big guy, contested catch. Any receiver that they can get is a is helpful, is right? Helpful. Yeah. Right, but he's the last one of the group you'd want you'd pick. Yeah, um, as you mentioned, uh, the Jets were sent home uh, after a positive COVID test today. They play, they host the uh, Cardinals this week. The highlight I saw was a possible pot. Possible, so, okay. yeah. They'll they'll go back tomorrow right. and look at it, but obviously okay. uh, they're erring on the side of caution there. Um, Cowboys left tackle Tyron Smith is going to miss the rest of the season. Yeah. There's all kinds of news coming out today. Um, a, lot, a lot of good ones, honestly. Yeah. Uh, Lamar Jackson returned to practice today. He said he's 100%. Well, Come we on. talked about that a lot yesterday, and it came out after we recorded that he missed yesterday's practice because of illness. I thought that was fishy. I, I don't know yeah. if I was buying that. Like, oh, the, the knee's fine. It only bugged me Wednesday, and I, had, I got sick on No, Wednesday. I'm 100%. Like, I'm good. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad you mentioned it because I wanted to bring that up, too, because it was something we talked about a lot yesterday. Yeah. I, I mean, we don't know this as we're recording, but it seems possible that Jets go to Tuesday. I mean, something like that. I mean, the, the good news was— Did they have the three Monday ever. night games? I mean, I they, I mean they, yeah. they have moved the, uh, the Bills— uh, like we talked about, um, Bill's the Bills Tuesday. Titans has now moved to Tuesday, assuming that there are no new positive tests. The, and the I want to talk about this when we get to back, get okay. to the fantasy segment because oh, this is exactly. huge for that. Um, they're gonna if that happens, then they you know they'll move the the Chiefs and Bills to Sunday of next week. That or I think that already happened. I think we've, we're getting robbed. Of well, that's assuming. Oh, if there's no positive. If tests, there's no right? positive Sorry, test, yeah. if the if the game ends, it winds up being canceled for some reason, then the then bills, the bills, which again stinks for the bills. I say, the Steelers were through something like this just a week ago. Who am I preparing for? Right. Am I preparing for Mahomes or am I, or am I like preparing if you if, if you're the Bills coaching staff, do you take you tell your uh, your offensive assistant? Hey, uh, start digging out tape of, of. Oh, you're the Chiefs guy. Yeah, yeah you're you digging better. out Chiefs stuff. We need we need this stuff. Don't even worry about this week's game with the Titans. You're focused strictly on the Chiefs and what they do. Right. I mean, because no matter what, you're going to need it quickly. You know, either a week from or either six days from Tuesday or five days from Tuesday. Right. Or three days into the week on Thursday. I mean. Either way, you're in a bind against the Chiefs. Yes, I mean, absolutely. This, this hurts you against your. Cha- it hurts your chances against the Chiefs, without question. Yeah. So the uh, the Patriots fans who were ch- complaining about, oh, we had to, you know we got screwed. We had to play without Cam. I don't want to hear it, because the no, Bills right. the Bills are getting screwed here. The Bills are getting screwed for no fault of their own. Right. Yeah, right. Nothing that they did wrong here, and they're getting. I mean, mm-hmm. not only do they have to play what should be a, a, a they're playing a game against an unbeaten Titans team, and they got to turn around and play Kansas City. Right. Right. Uh, who knows what on kind a short of Titans week. team they're going to see, but who doesn't matter? You still got to beat them. I mean, right, it's still important. Who we? I mean, who are you preparing for on a Friday practice right now? I yeah. guess Tennessee, and I think that there was no positive test today out of Tennessee. 
It doesn't, doesn't mean it tomorrow. won't be tomorrow. Right. Or since they moved the game back to Tuesday, it doesn't mean it won't be a Sunday. Or Monday. Right. Yeah, a Monday. Exactly. Right. You know, right. what happens a lot if they, of time yeah. between now and then for that organization to have yet another. And that brings me to my next question. What if it what if it does happen Sunday or Monday? Is it is it do you keep the Chiefs Bills game on Sunday? Keep the Chiefs. Yeah. Because, because you give them no time to prepare. Right. You you say, okay, well, we're going to move it back up to Thursday now. Well, wait a second. <laughs> right, right, right. So maybe, I mean, they should make a, a change. Give us a new Thursday game now. Well, I don't think they're going to put in a Thursday. We're just not going to have a Thursday game. Yeah, I, I guess it's too early to tell. The so once whatever. again, the Titans have cost, they've cost the league money. Right. I mean, we'll get a Tuesday to their game foolishness. that we would, wouldn't have got. Yeah. But, you know. But there's no, but there's no, there's no NFL Network game on Thursday, right? Which is the the, biggest draw to the NFL Network, right? I mean, the fan of me sitting there going, I wanted to watch Bills Allen Mahomes on Thursday, and now I'm not. And now, and now, what do they do? Uh, I'm sure they had TV sponsors who, you know, people who bought commercial time for that game because it's right. 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 So again, the the Titans have cost the league money. Mm -hmm. This a is lot. why, and, and at this time, Roger Goodell has not issued any kind of pronouncements about. I feel like it's coming like any second. The hammer is going to drop. Yeah, and the hammer yeah. should be. It should be a big. It should be Thor's hammer. It, it should be. <laughs> and we've talked about that a lot too. And I do think. I don't want to hear the F word forfeit. Right. But other than that, whatever you tell me, okay. I wonder if this bit. is part of the reason too why they've taken this Titans Bills game and moved it to Tuesday. Because like maybe tomorrow, maybe, maybe tomorrow they go okay. Boom! Let's sit down. These guys are these guys are not playing mm-hmm. on on Tuesday. Yeah, and start writing checks. And yeah, yeah. It did seem odd that they would put it to Tuesday instead of Monday. Yeah, I don't know. And, and meanwhile, I'm sitting here thinking from a football perspective. Like when I look at the AFC, I think there's eight teams that are in the playoff hunt. You know, that the Patriots, the Bills, the Brownies, the Steelers, the Ravens, the Chiefs, Indy. Tennessee, yeah. And if Tennessee's really if Tennessee not, falls by the wayside, who does anybody pick up that? You know, are the Raiders a contender? Chargers, the Char- you know, like, yeah, right. Is Houston going to turn it around? No, I mean, like, I don't think. I think you almost know who your seven playoff seeds almost are. Largely, yeah. I mean, right. then, then you're just fighting for seeding, you know. And I'm not sure, you know, like, uh, if Tennessee were at full power, would New England or Cleveland get in? You know, I mean, I mean, a lot of things can change. I mean, right. I'm not guaranteeing the Steelers go to playoffs or anything like that. But it really looks like there's eight playoff-worthy teams, and one of them might just vanish. Yeah, right. You know? Again, <laughs> and, you know, if the Steelers win this week, they go to 4-0. Oh, um, I don't know what the odds say. Awfully, I mean, well, it's going to be better this year than ever. But when you look at, okay, like Cleveland plays Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. One of those teams is getting saddled with a loss. Right, right, right. Um, you have Buffalo playing Tennessee. Again, one of those teams getting mm-hmm. saddled with a loss. Even if Titans are, don't yeah. give any suspensions and, and then you got the Bills playing the Chiefs next week. Somebody's getting saddled with a loss. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is all going to start. Right, they're going to start know. hurting each other, as always is the case. Right. And the Steelers play the Browns next week. So, again, somebody's getting saddled with a loss. I, I don't know what the percentage are of teams that start 4-0 and to go to the playoffs. I'm it's sure be it's pretty good. High. Yeah, it's going to be and pretty good. And that's with six spots. I mean, like, yeah. I don't, I'm not guaranteeing anything. We know the league doesn't work that way. But you go 4-0, and I mean, it's a long shot to miss the playoffs. Yeah, uh, it is. Um, we're going to take a break. He okay. is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You are listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back. I wanted to talk to you real quick, Matt, about uh, – what happened last night in the uh, in game. the Tampa Bay uh, Chicago game? We'll do that 
when we return right after this. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson and Matt um, Tom Brady. Uh, you know, I, I thought last night the Bears made a uh, critical error by throwing on second down in field goal range. Oh, really um, late in the game there. Late in the game yeah, what and, with the with the Buccaneers holding a timeout. Yeah, and they decide to throw the ball, and it ends up being an incompletion. So then they complete a pass, or uh, I think it was a completed pass or a short run, whatever it was, on third down. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the, uh, the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers immediately call timeout. The Eagles kicked the go-ahead field goal, but they left Brady like a minute and 13 seconds left. a free timeout. Yeah. Basically what they did. A minute and 13 seconds, all you need to do is get into field goal range, mm-hmm. and Brady failed. He did. Not just failed, but missed, uh, lost track of the, the, of downs. the downs. Didn't know what down it was. You know, like, we're looking around like, I got another shot. With the four up, oh, it was fourth down. And no, Tom, it like, would be fifth down. Right, yeah. <laughs> I didn't understand that. I, well, I did understand it. I mean, like, that's concerning to me. We all make mistakes. I mean, Brady. Right. I'm sure but we've never seen Brady make a mistake uh, like that. Right. In crunch time, not knowing the down, like, that was odd. It was an odd game in general. Like, and we don't need to break down last night's game too much. Right. But I can't believe the Bears are 4-1. Can't be, Yeah, can't believe, first of all, the Bears are 4-1. Today, right? Secondly, can't believe, that I'm sure that's a meme already, of Brady standing there with the oh, dazed look sure, on his yeah. face, holding his four fingers up. <laughs> right. Like, huh? That was startling. Um, nobody in Pittsburgh is is lamenting the fact that Tom Brady screwed up. Right. And not that they would have won necessarily anyway. I mean, he'd have to have made a play. One more down in his mind. It was, it was fourth play. and five. I mean, they could. Right. he pushed the ball down the field. I'm sure he would have taken a much safer he would have done something get the change. Yeah. Right. And he looked very embarrassed. Like after the game, of course, the camera was on. He didn't play well. He didn't play well. And they got up early. Uh, I thought that they would win the game. I thought they tired out and looked bad in the second half in general, which Thursday night's on the road. I mean, that's unfortunately a massive trend. But they they were penalized a lot. They had 11 penalties for over 100 yards. The Bucs, I just keep saying it over and over, the Bears are 4-1. I can't believe the Bears are 4-1. Oh my God! The four, the Bears are four one, <laughs> and they don't have a quarterback. You know, they don't have a quarterback. And... Foles got hot in the second half as he does. He's so streaky. But the Brady thing's alarming. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, it really uh, is. And do they got ever see that? Yeah, um, it just I, I was kind of shocked by the whole thing. Uh, getting back to the uh, Steelers versus the uh, the Eagles, uh, you sent yeah. me some notes here from Greg Cosell that he made of last week's game, and I I thought some of the same. Eagles Niners notes that he yeah would Eagles offer, Niners coach and tape. Uh, watching that game, I thought that they played more zone defense defensively than they played man. Mm-hmm. Apparently, in the first three games, I hadn't seen the Eagles much in the first sure, three you're games. Them every week. Right. Uh, but they went to more of a zone defensive coverage against the 49ers, and I wonder how much of that was because they had to bump Mills to cornerback. Maybe I mean he's certainly more. He, he's not going to run. You know, he can't run with anybody in man. Right. That's and. and I, I didn't look too much into that just because 
playing against Nick Mullins is a heck of a lot different than playing against Ben Roethlisberger, and maybe it's just a one-time thing with a backup. I, I just think when you know if you're if you're but the, the Eagles, things a good way. Of looking yeah, at it. yeah, I mean he's more of a zone type coverage cornerback. Come up and hit you. Yeah, things in front of you. Smart, you know, safety. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right, so right, I'm right. just I'm just looking at this like, you know, kind of kind of the book on this on the Steelers. If if, if they're going to struggle, it's getting their guys off press man coverage. Mm-hmm. Why don't you're going to see press man coverage here? No, you might not. I mean, that's what Slay prefers. That's right. why you paid a lot of money for Slay. But nothing. can you have him press? You know, pressing and playing man, and everybody else playing zone. I mean, sort of. I mean, you can play cover six for half the side zone and half the sides man, and you see that stuff every week too. But I mean, still. If you know, if you know Mills is playing zone, it doesn't matter. If, and you right. know what Slaves playing man or vice versa. You know, I mean, it's still going to be more predictable, right? You know yeah, what I mean? it just I I just think that's a big part of it. I just yeah. and to me, whoever the Steelers put out there and who's got Mills lined up opposite them has take an adva- has an advantage. Yeah, you're going to take some shots with yeah, that guy, right? Or I mean, I, I think they play it two ways. Either he is going to press or and come up, and that's what they're going to try to do. And then you try to run by him, or he's going to be very soft. Yeah, he's going to be eight yards off, and he's yeah. going to give you those, you know, ten yard outs all day. Right, you know, six yard passes. I mean, quick hitters, slants, those type of things. So I think he's somebody definitely to target. I think their nickel corner is somebody they can target. I think yeah. their linebackers can be targeted. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know the Steelers don't have George Kittle, but holy cow! I mean, you just watch some of those things. Kittle was targeted fifteen times, caught them all. And again, Ebron and McDonald aren't Kittle, but their linebackers are as bad as any group in the league. The other things that stuck out to me about this thing that uh, Cosell did on the notes, uh, the 49ers played them single high coverage almost 80% of the time on Wentz's dropbacks. Hmm. Um, I think you'll probably see a lot of that from the Steelers, I would think. I would think so. I would yeah. think so. Minka just is that... You know, over the top, allow the Steelers to be aggressive. Because they don't have anybody that can beat you over the top. No. I mean, even if Jackson happens to play, okay. I mean, you could play off off coverage with yeah. him, too, or whatever. Well, and the problem is, is getting him deep takes time. That's a problem, obviously. Yeah, and they just can't block it up. Uh, the other thing, the Eagles uh, personnel breakdown, they were uh, in 11 personnel on 31 of 59 snaps. Uh, they were in 12 personnel, only 14 snaps. They're typically a 12 personnel team. They led the league in 12 personnel last yeah. year because Dallas got in early. Right, they want to get both good. those guy, guys on the field, and now they can't do that. They can't do that. I mean, they have so many so many. So you've taken them completely problems. out of what they do the best. Right. And, and so It's all injury-related. Yeah. I mean, They've got to play essentially left-handed on offense. In every phase. I mean, it, with every aspect of how they play because they wanted the offseason – Let's go get speed because we, we're playing too much 12 personnel. We're slow. We're easy to play against. You don't want to be a tight, a double tight end driven offense. Wentz wants to push the ball down the field by nature. He's not going to Brady you to death with Gronk and Hernandez type of thing. Right. You know, let's get speed. Let's open space up for Ertz and Goddard. And all those guys get hurt. <laughs> and, you know, and they probably didn't want to play as much 12 personnel as they did last year. Because they didn't have any receivers at the end of last year. Right. Yeah. They were a lot Same of problem. times dressing three receivers for those games. Right, right. And, like, two of them were guys they signed off their practice squad. And they were fortunate to have two very good tight ends. Right. And Goddard's a really good player and a big miss for I mean, a big loss for them, too. And then I look at the other aspect of it, too. Like, we talked about this yesterday. It'd be great to help your offensive line with tight ends and running backs and keep them in. But Ertz and Sanders are your best receivers. <laughs> yeah. You're taking a great guy out of a pattern 
to help your awful offensive line, and then who you throw into. You know, yeah, it's, 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 it's a real problem. I mean, it's a catch twenty two, and they're all every aspect of it's bad. One thing I noted uh, to you last night, I sent you a note that uh, I, I saw this in the stats when I was going over things. Eric Armstead had six quarterback hits in that game, coming was, mostly from Wentz's white right side. Right side, yeah. yeah. Um, to it and Watt, man, um, yeah. it's going to be bad. It's yeah, it could be they could destroy that side of that line. Mm-hmm. And the left side's not the left side's not much better. Yeah, right. the guards are. You've got the the guy who's never played games before in the NFL, <laughs> at, at right. any level, starting at left tackle. I would think Bud would have an advantage well, there, certainly technique wise. Yeah. And I know this guy. And even if you put Hayward out on him, I mean, my God, right, right. And the the, the left guard is not very good either. Like he's, no. I looked those guys. The le- the left tackle and the two guards have six combined se- uh, starts under their belts wow. in their careers. And Driscoll's and a that includes last week playing. <laughs> if, if Lane Johnson's out, Risk- yeah. Driscoll's a rookie. You know, playing right tackle. Yeah. Three of those starts wow. came last week against the 49ers. So <laughs> that was coming the second start, right? <laughs> and now, about, now you're stepping up in class quite a bit. Quite a bit. And yeah. that that Niners D line's good. But, but they were missing their best guys. Year. Yeah, they're missing three. I mean, Armstead was their year. best guy. No Bosa, no Ford. Uh, right. You I know, mean, Kinlaw's there, but Buckner's not from right. last year, and you know they don't have the edge guys like the Steelers. And Armstead lines up out there, but he's he looks more like to it than he does. Yeah. Lot. Right. You know he's a mean? bigger. He's two ninety. Yeah. He's, he's Danielle Hunter, kind right, of right, one right. of those guys. But yeah, they're going to have trouble blocking this. And and I don't know what they did what they did against the 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 Forty Niners. Because all their pass rushers are bigger guys, mm-hmm. they could roll Wentz out of the pocket. They're not going to chase him. And know that they're not going to chase him down. Right. Because he, he, he is an team. athlete. He's a great athlete. The yeah. problem is, it's different when Watt and Dupree are, are better athletes than him, and they will run you down from behind. That's a good point. I mean, all their Niner defensive linemen can run, but none of them run like 250-pound TJ. Right. If, know, if Ford had that. played, then they're, that's okay, yeah, that's so, different. You know, right, right, right. But it's they didn't. Point. He's going to have less opportunities, I think, with his feet. And he did make a lot of plays with his feet. No, absolutely, yeah. I mean, he's still mobile. He's already rushed for, I believe, 119 yards yeah. this season. He only had like 240 last year. I mean, this is like a fantasy note, but it's relevant. It's like all his fantasy points have come from running. Yeah, uh, three touchdown that, runs. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. I mean, he's he's been good at that, and he's kind of had to run for his life. That's what it is. Though. Yeah. It's desperation. It's a really competitive guy just doing anything to get it in the yard he can get. I mean, it's desperate times. It is desperate times for him, and – I did want to talk about him further because I wrote a piece today on DK Pittsburgh Sports that I wanted to, to okay. touch on as part of my Friday Insider. Uh, we will do that uh, cool. when we come back from the break. Keep an eye on Carson Wentz this week because, well, he may not be a Philadelphia Eagle all that it's, much longer. I, I know where you're going with this. Then. So okay. uh, let, we will talk about that when we return right after this. He's Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio.
Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And uh, Matt, um, Steeler fans should keep an eye on Carson Wentz. They should want the Steelers to not kill Carson Wentz this <laughs> keep week. Keep him alive. Huh? Keep him alive. Don't You can beat him. You can beat him up a little bit, but don't hurt him. Right. <laughs> uh, the reason I say that, um, you know, the Eagles are $60 million over next year's salary cap. Yep. The uh, worst in the league. Folks. Yeah. yeah right. I mean, they are just ridiculously over – the uh, salary cap. And Carson Wentz um, is owed uh, $25.4 million in salary guarantees next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he signed a nice extension and big money. Yeah. And, right. They're probably not going to they, – they, they can't get rid of him next year. You think, yeah, he's going to be in – he'll be there next yeah. year. Yeah. Okay. Because, but they have an out after the 21 season and with him. They did draft Jalen Hurts in the second they round. They drafted Jalen Hurts in the second round. They're probably going to have to gut the team a little bit. This, oh, I'm sure this offseason, they're going to they're have to cut. You know, maybe Fletcher Cox goes, maybe some mm-hmm. of these other guys go. So they're going to stink next year. Probably, probably they're going to struggle. Yeah, and they're struggling, even though they're in first place right now. They're one, well, two, and, one, two, and one. Right, because everybody else in their division stinks. They have a losing record since winning the Super Bowl. I right, mean, like they have it's a been losing, trending right. this way for a little while, and people haven't really been aware of it. And some of, they've been hit hard by injuries the last right you know, 2019. But that's part of the game. It's such yeah. his life. You know, Here's right. the thing about Wentz that you look at. Um, if they do happen to want to get move on from him mm-hmm. after the twenty one season, and that of course is when Ben Roethlisberger's contract right, I know runs out, this, obviously. And what if Jalen Hurd's awesome? Right, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. For yeah. Hurts, I'm sorry, um, but if you look at Wentz's uh, final three seasons of his contract, if you were to make a trade for Carson Wentz, mm-hmm. his salaries in twenty two through twenty four are twenty two million, twenty one million, and twenty million. And you don't have to pay any of his bonus. signing bonus. Money. Right. That's what his salary would be. It's almost like the Minka deal. That's chicken feed for a year from now. Too. For a quarterback who will just be turning 30. Mm-hmm. Super Bowl winner. Well, he wasn't there, but, you know. He was a former MVP candidate. And if yeah. you look at his number, like, year two, 2017, when before he got hurt in the first 13 games, uh, he had thrown for almost 3,300 yards, 33 touchdown passes, seven interceptions. He was going to win the MVP. Yeah. Uh, 2018, he plays in 11 games, uh, 3,000 yards, 21 touchdown passes, 7 interceptions. Last year, starts all 16 games for the Eagles. 4,000 passing yards, 27 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. I thought he was exceptional last year and had no And had no help. Again. I mean, this year, we, people look at, well, he's, he's not playing well. He leads a league of 7 interceptions. He's not playing great. He's not playing great, but he's got nothing around him. He's got nothing around him. He's been sacked 14 times. He's been hit, I believe, 23 times. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got no wide receivers. Um, he just has no help. He's running for his life. Yeah. This is a good quarterback. Uh, if you told me six weeks ago the Steelers could have a shot at Carson Wentz, I would say I'll give you three first-round picks for him. Right. I mean, I adore him. I love yeah. him. And there are some things that worry me. He has... I'm not sure he ever 100% healed from that bad knee injury. You know, there's I've just heard some people well, say that. That's okay though if you're like you can that could be fine if you know he's got weapons around him. He has no weapons around him right now in Philadelphia. No. None. He needs not to the degree of like Sam Darnold or anything like that, but he needs to take a step back work on some of his bad habits, his footwork, his mechanics. They've suffered a little bit over the last year or two because he's never playing on script. You know, like, if you put him behind the Steelers' O-line with these weapons, 
in a defense in a stable even two years two years from now um, you know, if, it, if it's Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool and sure, you know sure. whoever, whoever else the Steelers, other guys they draft, yeah, right. you have faith that they'll continue to add to that. Um, he would be a really good oh, he'd be Ben Roethlisberger replacement, right? And and cheap and cheap, which is amazing. Yeah, because they could have a bad year next year. They're having a bad year this year, whether they go to playoffs or not. In, in which case, yeah, let's say they go five and eleven next year, or whatever they would happen to go. I don't know. Um, are Peterson they in, could get replaced. Are they in the quarterback? Yeah, Peterson gets replaced. Maybe they fire the GM as well. Mm-hmm. Somebody new comes in and they say, ah, we're going to blow it up and start over at the quarterback position. And I keep going back to my head. I didn't like the Jalen Hurts pick. I didn't like Jalen Hurts as a prospect, to be honest with you. I thought that was too much of a luxury pick. You know, There's other things they needed. They could have. Imagine if they had drafted another receiver or another offensive lineman. And that's easy to say now. I right. go and saw that hit as hard as they did. But... They weren't in the spot. Take a linebacker. <laughs> you know right. I mean? There's a lot of things they need. All kinds Other, of things you could have done. Anything then, yeah. in the back seven of their defense. Like, I didn't think they could afford that luxury. And the team that always takes offensive linemen and, and defensive linemen, maybe they should have taken one of those. Yeah, right. At least I mean, an offensive lineman would have been helpful. But right apparently now. they loved them. Fine. doesn't matter if I loved them or not. But the Eagles liked the player a lot. Yeah, imagine if they had drafted Kevin Dotson instead. Maybe he's their – He'd be starting right he'd now. He'd be starting right now, and people would be, well, hey, Kevin, this Kevin Dotson kid's pretty good. He's, he's on the all-rookie team. Yeah. yeah. Four weeks. <laughs> right, right. Um, but when teams draft somebody high, it's not to sit on the bench. Right. I don't care who your guy is. I mean, Jordan Love's going to play one of these yeah. days. So they're soon. sprinkling Hurd into the – the equation, the equation. He's, oh, that's nothing right now. I think that's just a, a case. I think that, that that certainly passed across their mind when they drafted him was Taysom Hill comes to mind, of course. And now it's almost like the Steelers run the Wildcat last year. Like, we need any desperate thing we can do to get a first down. So, okay, we'll try Jalen. But they also know Wentz's injury history better than anybody. Is he going to hold up? Do they know he's going to hold up? They, they know their cap situation better than anybody. If we have to make a move a quarterback, at least we have it. Maybe it wasn't just a luxury pick is where I'm going with this. Yeah. I just look at this and think that uh, this is a guy who, I'd kill to have him. Yeah. I mean, if, if you have to wait two, you know, two years from now, uh, if, if Carson yeah. Wentz is, is available, you know. He's one of the top five talented players in the league at that position, all things considered. He's a quick processor. He's tough as could be. Injuries worry me a little bit, but, you know. If you're the Steelers, and let's, I mean, they're going to be picking in the bottom half of the first round this year. They're not going to right, get right, their, right. they're, they're probably don't get their future starter this year probably not. in the draft. Uh, if Roethlisberger comes back in 2021 and they figure out the, the cap situations and, and things, they're probably at least a playoff team in 2021. We have no idea what what's going to transpire, but history tells us they're not going to, not going to be worse than eight and eight. That's what I was going to say. I mean, I'd have a hard time believing that this team's going to pick in the top five anytime Which soon. Which is where you're going to be need to be at to get one to of get these. To get the no-brainer first-round yeah. pick type guy. So I wonder, I've been thinking about this a lot, is do you even bother with that route? Or do you get the journeyman, the Winston, the Darnold, the Carr? I mean, a lot of those names I don't love. I'm just talking about guys that could be Haskins. You know, guys that could be on a second team that yeah. you can get at a, a nice deal. I mean, people, people take a shot on a third rounder. Yeah, people look at it uh, now and, and and they well look the Kansas City Chiefs they they moved up and got you know got their pat you know got Pat Mahomes. Mm-hmm. What if Mahomes hadn't worked out? No, sure. They gave up a lot of picks to move up to ten to get Mahomes, mm-hmm. and there, there was no guarantees there. And the Steelers could maybe do that. 
But there are no guarantees. No, there's no guarantees. No, right. You're all in. So, you, you know, would you rather trade that first-round pick for Carson, a Carson Wentz on a three-year with three years remaining on his deal mm-hmm. that are very quarterback-friendly in terms of numbers, sure. or would you rather go the, hey, we're going to roll the dice here and see what we get? It's a great conversation, but we don't know if the Eagles are selling. We don't. <laughs> you know uh, this I mean? is all right, conjecture right, at this right, point. Right. But you laid it out pretty well where you could see how they would. Like Steeler fans, they, Steeler fans, a lot of them, they wanted Jameis Winston. Oh, i got to get Jameis Winston. Mm-hmm. That wasn't going to happen. Then all of a sudden, uh, you, you look at it and, and – uh, I mean, Cam's name was Josh Rosen. Was, you know, right, Josh right. Rosen's getting going. You got to sign Josh Rosen. I mean, why wouldn't you take a shot on Josh Rosen? Yeah, nobody was banging on his door. No, right. um, Sam Darnold. Okay, you know, if he's I'm available, right. But then you're going to have to pick up his fifth year option and all that stuff. He's going to be much more expensive. Well, the problem is you can't have fifty million in your quarterback. Right, and that's the year. problem. Right, it has but to be two years from now. Two years from now, if if you know the Eagles decide to opt out with. Carson Wentz, Wentz which when they sure. have their, their opt-out situation, all of a sudden now Carson Wentz with three years left on his deal makes some sense. A, what do you say, a 29-year-old or something like that? He'd be 29 turning 30, yeah. Yeah. I'd be you could get a that. good eight years out of him. I Absolutely. Mean, and, again, that might be the year. Again, who the heck knows? We're not predicting the future. We won't have a crystal ball. But the Eagles, they've been trending in the wrong way. they got bad cap situation. They're a pretty old team. They easily, in the, what, the 2022 draft, could be picking in the top five. Absolutely. And there's the next quarterback that they can't pass on, that they're going to keep at a cost-controlled move. And you've or got, they already love her. And you've got Wentz under contract for three years. You're not right. going to keep him. Right, right, right. So move on. Mm-hmm. Get what you can for him. And we're going to see that this year. I mean, uh, Haskins, Darnold, Jones, these terrible teams, someone's going to take – a lot of people projecting three quarterbacks in the top five. Right. I mean, they're going to go no matter what. I mean, is that Detroit? I mean, I'd take Matthew Stafford. I think I'd rather have Wentz. Oh, I'd much rather have Wentz. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially at, that, at those prices because Stafford's making, you mm-hmm. know, and he'll be a lot older. I mean, it's a, it's a kind of an interesting conversation. Like, if you pulled up the the records now, we just mentioned there's eight teams fighting for seven playoff spots in the AFC. Well, there's other eight since he's not going to take one. You know, I mean, Chargers aren't going to take. Chargers one. aren't going to take. Denver one. probably doesn't. Houston doesn't. Right. Denver maybe. At least we'll see from Locke. Who knows? Yeah. Um, Miami won't. Jacksonville. Jacksonville could, but I don't think they have to. Yeah. I mean, if they're picking one, I think they take Lawrence. If they're picking seven, I don't know if they trade up to three. You Oakland's know what I mean? certainly a possibility. Oakland's but a possibility. They'll probably won't be in the top ten. Not that I love them, but you could probably get Carr or Mariota for cheap too. Yeah. You know as a backup slash bridge guy. I mean, that's just the AFC. NFC is the same situation. You know, there's some of those guys already took them. Yeah, so it bears watching. And, and it's so, interesting, though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just wanted to throw that out there. I, I did some conjecture with that today on my uh, Friday Insider that this is a guy that could be available. Keep an eye on him. Yeah, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. You can you know, just bring him across the state. Yeah, Pennsylvania to Pennsylvania. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, Matt, I'm excited to watch him play, you know, objectively this week too. Because poor guy, I mean, running for his life, and it's not going to get any better. I mean, frankly, Steeler stuff aside, if Wentz looks okay on Sunday, that's a huge check in the positive column. Today. Yeah, <laughs> you like you I mean? held up against that defense, yeah, right? Yeah, man. I don't know if you knew this, but um, opposing running backs have attempted to run against the Steelers just 53 times this year. Absolutely. It was only three games, obviously. Three games, forward, 53 but, rushing attempts, less than so 20 per, per game. Um, they've had uh, eight quarterback runs and one wide receiver run. 
they're allowing 2.3 yards per carry to opposing running backs. Uh, at what point do opposing offenses just say, we're just not going to run it anymore? We can't, we can't pound our head, you know, head yeah. into that wall. I mean, we've seen that against Steeler defenses in the past. Yeah, years, if you right. look back at uh, 2010, uh, they gave up three yards of carry for the season. For the season. <laughs> the season. Yeah. Um, Different style defenses, but doesn't matter how you get it. Done. And the Steelers yeah. are largely doing that with their nickel this year. That's the, oh sure. Yeah, right. I mean they're getting a lot of people to the ball and making a lot of plays behind the line of scrimmage. See, I this isn't what you asked, but it's something I wanted to talk about a little bit just for this game. That if I'm, if we're talking Eagles right now, if it's you know, uh, Eagles radio network or whatever, I would be like, I hope the defensive line can keep us in the game so we can keep feeding Miles Sanders. You know, it, it might not work, but if we can give him twenty five touches because our D line keeps it close, uh, we have a shot. And they'll play some five defensive line. Mm-hmm. They'll play five defensive linemen at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Realistically, yeah. one of those guys, like Graham, is a, essentially a, a linebacker it's a type. Three, four front, yeah. or you know, yeah. five-man front, right. But they'll do some of that. But I think that's their – I mean, it's not going to be like we want Carson dropping back 60 times. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's it's hopefully we can stick with the run even if it isn't working. We know it's going to be an uphill, uphill climb. The only way to make that happen is if the defense can slow down Pittsburgh's offense or at least keep this thing close. And three and outs with two runs to Miles Sanders might not be the worst thing in a tight game. Yeah. He's one of the only things they got. It's the only thing, yeah. It's the only guy (laughs) with any kind of speed in that offense. Right. He's a dynamic player, and, you know, Ertz doesn't have the speed he used to. I mean, but they did shut down Saquon Barkley, and this is Saquon Barkley light. Yeah, I'm not saying that he's going to have success or run. Put you know Miles Sanders in your DFS lineup. I just can't imagine like, like their right. their offensive line is just going to get overwhelmed. It's going to be like it's really the story. I mean, we it, keep it's going to be the Huns that. coming over the wall. You mm-hmm. know, um, I mean, I can't come up with a mismatch across the league this year, this week, that favors any team more than Pittsburgh's D line versus the Eagles' yeah. O line. They're the Steelers' record for sacks in a season is t- or sacks in a game is ten. Um, they last did that in two thousand one against Tampa Bay. Um, I think it could get broken in this game. Because he won't – he's a good guy to set the record against because he won't go down with the ship. He's yeah. not going to just throw it away. Right. He'll you know try to mean? run. He'll try to keep plays alive. and He doesn't care about his body. <laughs> you know? It could get ugly. Could get ugly. Yeah. And what if the rookie gets in there, even for a series with healthy Wentz, or he tries to run around behind the line of scrimmage and make a play. I mean, they're going to catch him. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, it could could get ugly. Seven's the over under on sacks. Seems like you're going over. I think I might go over. How about eight? It's eh, a monster. That's number. a big number, right? But the, you know, the Redskins did have eight sacks on them mm-hmm. in the opener. And, and this, their line was better then. Yeah, <laughs> and that was, and that was when everybody then, right? was healthy. Other than yeah, they were missing right. two guys. And yep. And yeah. I think the Steelers rushed pass were better than Washington. Yeah, this could. You know, yeah, they'll throw some stuff at them. They'll throw some exotic stuff at them. And oh, the blitzes and the yeah, yeah. right. So. It's going to be interesting to see. Uh, but we'll, we'll be back uh, to talk about that or a Steelers loss to tell you what happened with that. Uh, but we want to thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio.